0: Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth.
1: Our Lord Jesus. We are seated at your table again. There is no more wonderful place than this. No more awesome, wonderful, beautiful place than this. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we thank you. Thank you for the mercy that has brought us here. To even have, have the desire to feast with you. To share in your thought, To share in your ways. And to share in your life. We thank you for your mercy this morning. Lord, we thank you because there is a table set before us in the Spirit. We bless you because we are going to feast this morning as your mercy helps our heart and our soul. We want to drink out of your person, to drink out of your nature, to receive refreshment, for our soul to be refreshing, to be refreshing by you, our Master and our Lord. Come and help us use this moment as a blessed moment. To bless and enrich every heart. To restore and to heal every soul. Thank you for wholesome words that will flow out of your very throne this morning. Lord, I pray, use this verse so it's your own. Take it and use it. And however you want to bend it and shape it this morning, come and let it be available to you, my Lord, to use it. Bless our heart. Bless our soul. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit of God the searcher of his belly and his depth. The revealer of secret things, the unveiler of truth. We welcome you here. Take, have your place fully. You're already here, but rest. Say, rest, rest. Come on, Tabernacle, in this time, in this moment, bring a season of great enlightening and great insight and even the refreshing of our heart. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise today. We worship your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Shamaratask is here. Um, let's look at the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43. <coughs> Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to you. Thank you. Isaiah forty-three. If you are there, let me just wait for everyone to settle. Before. Amen. So there say Amen? amen. Um, let's read from verse verse eighteen. Isaiah 43 18 says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Praise God. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now shall it spring forth. And shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. Amen. And the beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people. My what? Yes. To give drink to my people, my, my choosing. Praise God. It says um, in verse 19, it says I will do a new thing. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Thank you Jesus. Verse 18 said, remember ye not the former things. Remember, neither consider what? Neither consider the things of old. Remember not the former things. Neither consider what? The things of old. What are the former things? Um, Those former things, uh, they are the same thing. Let's see Revelation chapter... The book of Revelation chapter 21... Praise God. Revelation twenty-one. If you're there, say Amen. Amen. Says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Say, new heaven, new heaven heaven and a new what? A new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven, praise God, and the first earth were passed away. The first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, praise God. Amen. The new Jerusalem coming down from God. Amen. Okay, do we need to wait for everyone? Thank you. <clears throat> praise God. says, I, I'll read again. It says, and I saw, verse 2, I, I John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her what? for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, "Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people. And God Himself will be with them and be their God. And God shall." wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither will there be any more pain why for the former things are what passed away praise god so the former thing which the prophet was saying he said when he said remember not the former things um, are these things which verse 21 that the bible says will pass away when everything amen let's see in verse 5 it says and he that sat upon the throne said behold i make all things new praise god amen. and he said unto me right for this was a true and faithful so behold i make all things new so the former thing you see the same pattern that. The former things will pass away. And then, when all the former things are passed away, then there's behold, there'll be the bringing forth of what? New things. Praise God. He said, Behold, I make all things new. And you ask me, What are the things that are passing away? You saw in verse 4, it says, That God will wipe away every what, tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the, what? Former things are, are passed away. Amen. Um, so these former things, when you say death, that death is the, is death is the main, is the, is the crowning thing. It's actually the, the main um, property of the old man, right? The death is the word, It's the main property. Of the old man, so what the old man is actually raised to keep. He's raised to keep something, to have something. He's actually the old man is actually a keeper of something. The old man is a what? Is a keeper of something. The old man is um, is a work of of Satan of the devil to keep something. Amen. Amen. Don't be distracted, please. The old man is a is a keeper of something. He's designed by Satan to, when I say keep, I mean that to keep something in a way that he doesn't let it go, that he doesn't just move away. So for these former things to pass away, it's not just something, let's just wait for it after some time, it will pass away. You can't wait for the former things to pass. If you check yourself and see, okay, what are those things inside of me? that has, the devil has wrought there. And you look at those things and say, okay, if I just wait, will it pass away? Mm-hmm. The truth is that those, those things will never pass away. And if you don't do anything about those things, you your whole lifetime on the earth, you find that they are on the deathbed they are still there. <laughs> because what the work that needs to be done to make those things pass away, you don't understand what needs to be done. In fact, the whole Bible is written for to make those things pass away. So this Revelation 21 is almost like a celebration of victory. When they are finally able to make all those things pass away. That's when this that's the ushering in of this new era. So you see that the 21 of Revelation is mainly the unveiling of the bride or the showing of the bride, right? The showing of the bride. And then with the with a sight to know what are the unique what's the uniqueness of that bride which has been brought forth. And so the first thing about the bride is newness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you agree with that? Yes. It's what? The new first newness. thing about the bride is newness. If you go through, back to verse one, it says, that I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more, what, sea. See. See. So, when you see the new heaven and new earth, and they say it's passed away, of course, if it's passing away, then it's also part of the former things. Praise God! It's also what part of the what of the former things. So, if it's part of the former things, and we know that these former things we have been looking at it with respect to the soul, and then they are talking about heaven and earth, it means that there is a link between the soul and the materiality of even the present things that we see. So, you now see that you, this, what we call the present heaven and the present earth, amen, the present heaven and what? The present earth, there's present and then there is former. Do you understand what I mean? Praise God, there is what? There is present and then there is what? And, this, and there, is, there is what? Former in the spirit. Praise God. Now, a portion of the present is old. A portion of the word Of the present is old. But there are parts of the present that's not old. That's natural. That is, is still what? It's still natural. Yeah. There's part of the, but if the natural, the part of the present that is not yet old yet is Still is, is still being kept by a power. There's a power that's making, like let's say the part of the natural that's not old yet is the heavens. Right? But, so, but the heaven has a tendency to be old. Oh, do you agree with what I'm saying? The heaven has what? A tendency. And that the way the scripture uses it is that it's waxing old. It's waxing it's waxing old. There's something, if it's waxing old, but it's not fully old, there's something keeping it from being from old. It's he who is holding it and after a while, who will still fold it up like a garment? When it means they will, they will give it up, the present heaven. After they will give it up because of the new heaven that is what, that is to come. Praise God. Let's see the language of Hebrews. We'll come back here. Let's see what Hebrews said concerning all these things. Let's, let's see verse, um, Hebrews chapter 10, chapter one, sorry. Sorry, Hebrews chapter 1. <coughs> Hebrews chapter 1 from verse, verse verse, 10. It says, And thou, O Lord, in the beginning hast laid the, foundations, the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. And it says, verse 11, They shall perish. So he's not telling you whether, you know, is it optional? Is there a chance it might perish? He has told you already that actually they shall what that they shall perish but thou what remainest and and they all shall wax old as dot a garment. So whenever you are seeing the word garment here, garment is soul. What they are telling is that the way soul wax old that's how those materiality those even the spiritual dimension of heaven Will also have God. There's a link between the soul. The way God, when God created in the present, including the heaven and the earth, there's actually a link between the creation and the souls of men. So when you see heaven and earth, the, you can relate them to garments. As dot garment, the garment here we've established that is the garment from the, from the language of the spirit within the New Testament is talking about souls. It's talking about souls, garment. He's talking about what? So we saw the property of the garment, right? So it's telling you that it's a link between both heavens and the earth and the garment that men are wearing, the soul that men are wearing, that the expiration date of the present of this heaven and earth is tied to the, the, the way men's souls are flowing. As men are expiring, the heaven and the earth are expiring as well. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, and there's nothing that one can do about it. And in that sense, even the destination of the heaven and the earth is to perish. <laughs> that is the destiny. You can no man can stop that plan, that purpose for the why? Because it doesn't carry eternal properties, yes. Yes, sir. right? Let, let me not say eternal properties. It doesn't have. It doesn't. It's not. Um, it, the only thing that will hold it is when, if men are still in the present, but who in their soul, they, still, they have eternal power inside their soul. That eternal power can give a sustenance to the present world. You get what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are, you, are you understanding what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise God. I, yeah. yeah. So um, the truth is that the devil um, has, the devil, what he's doing here on the earth, he's doing it within the space that God is allowing him. So God's presence in heaven, for example, God is in heaven. He has a throne set up in heaven. He has angels. He has all of those beings in heaven. All of those beings have properties in them. Which, how many of you know that angels also have garments? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right, angels, they are souls, they also have garments. They are also wearing garments yes, sir. Yes, sir. in heaven. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. So when it comes to heaven, there is a link between the angels and their nature and the materiality of the heaven standing. There's a link between them. They are the ones, they are the, the habitation is made for them. So their inward soul configuration is what is supporting that habitation of heaven. Do you understand that? Uh-huh. And then when you come here, when you come to the soul, um, if there are righteous men on the soul who have, who have inward ability, they can sustain the earth. Yes. They can sustain the earth. But, but, and without such men, when you are beginning to remove such men from the earth, you, the earth will begin to perish quickly even the physical earth will begin to perish because there are no longer men who are able to sustain the earth. Well, you can, you can almost draw a, a great parallel between the, even the natural world and the soul of man, right from the garden. So you saw how it was in the beginning, it was Adam's soul. As man's soul began to deteriorate, the earth also began to deteriorate. They, are just, they just go together because the earth was made to support the kind of soul that is here. So when he says they shall perish, what he's telling you is that the trajectory of the natural man is to perish. That's just the way. There's nothing that can be done unless an intervention from beyond the realm of creation comes to man. That's the only thing that can stop man's you know, journey towards what? Towards perishing. Does that make sense? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So... He said, but thou remainest, and they shall, what, wax old, and, he said, as a vesture shall thou, you see, vesture again, vesture is also garment, that as a vesture shall thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy, what, thy years shall not fail. Praise God. Let's go back to the book of Revelation. Are you blessed this morning? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Book of Revelation chapter, let's just read out chapter 21 again. I want us to try and soak in the, the, the spirit of, this, of these verses. Uh, it says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were what? Passed away, and there was no more sea. And now one thing is very, very clear, that there's only, the only way there can be a new heaven and a new earth is when, like if the present heaven is tied to the present kind of man, and you say that, if that, that man is perishing, because that man is perishing, the heaven and the earth will also perish along with him. So it means that if you are able to now raise a different kind of man who is new, it means that there has to be an accompanying heaven and an earth for that kind of soul. That is tied. So it's very clear that any soul who is becoming new on the earth is that you are you are you are you are shifting your your link from the present heaven and earth to another heaven, which is to come, which hasn't come yet. But the the the, the materiality of your soul means your, your soul. That's why the moment a soul begins to become new, you begin to find that there's no longer place for you. In this world, there's nothing you can do about it. Yes. There's nothing. You, ju- you, you, you just you are just not compatible, like Jesus said concerning the old and the new. Try and join them. They can't. Yes. There is no space yes. here. And sometimes some Christians are fighting to have space here. They are spicing. They are fighting. Sorry to have space here. That was what Jesus was. Christ was saying that. Look, you are you are. In the world, but you are not off the world. So that word "off" means you don't have actually a space. You are just you happen to be here now. But the moment you are beginning to imbibe a new nature, they actually they, they are cutting away your place, removing your place. The way they, they said Lucifer and his angels fell from heaven, and there was found no longer place for them. That's how men who rise out of the earth, they will no longer find place for you anymore. And don't be sad about it.
0: The
1: devil can make men sad. It can make men sad. Why? Because there's a feeling, once you're beginning to, to allow your soul to change according to the pattern of Christ and God, there's a way the world wants to, to blackmail you because as you are doing that, you're finding you're beginning to look, lose place on the, on the, in the present. You begin to there's, there is begins to be more of an increasing awkwardness mm-hmm. about the reality of, of your life, the life you are trying to live. It's like a new man mm-hmm. trying to live a new life in an old world. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? So there's there's no you are never. Let me just break it to, to you guys. <laughs> Maybe sometimes we f- struggle with this thing. You are never going to feel at home in this world ah.
0: anymore.
1: <laughs> Who said Amen? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> some people are sad <laughs> some people are sad <laughs> don't be sad don't be sad don't be sad you just need a little insight about your own world <laughs> that will wipe away every word, tears. all tears you see when the new, the new heaven appeared what happened he wiped away every tear. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more death. So all the other things tied with death. Are you seeing? They removed death, but then they also remove the sorrow. Which death has? Death is, is pregnant with sorrows. It's pregnant with what? With sorrows. Death has what? Sorrows. Sorrows attached to it. Amen. Amen. The purpose of death is to make a a soul, death wants to make a soul eternally sorrowful. Sorrow is the opposite of joy. And joy is the, joy is actually, joy is the property of presence. Presence with God, you're joyful. Separation from God, which is death. You have sorrow. Are you getting what I'm saying? So death, death is actually an agent of sorrow. To make, you can see a soul who's going to party every day happy. But they, are, they sorrow. eat sorrow every day. Sorrow is their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Con- constantly sorrowful. A constantly sorrowful soul. No soul can, can dwell in death and not be sorrowful. Do you see people going to have party in the graveyard? So I have my birthday party. Where's the, uh, the, uh, the location? Great. <laughs> right? <laughs> have you seen such a thing before? <laughs> will you go if they invite you? <laughs> they, are, why? they are just not com- that graveyard area. is not compatible with joy. If if you go and be doing party, they will say you are insulting the dead. You are disrespecting the dead. Leave them with their sorrow. But if you go to graveyard and you cry there, yeah. nobody will, will talk God. to you.
0: Hey.
1: Nobody will dis- mean that that is a place of sorrow. When you are when you is when you are there. And you are sorrowful. Yeah, you are compatible. Hey, <laughs> wow. So the grave and sorrow, they are what? Together. So no nobody can dwell in the land on the congregation of the dead and not what? And not have the sorrows and the pain of death. Praise the Lord. So when you are talking about you not having a place in this world, huh, you should be happy. Yes. Because they are telling you you are now a candidate for a world. Another world that will never perish. In a world that can never perish. It's a world void of sorrow. It's a, it's a realm of joy. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. So he says, I saw, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was what? No more sea. Amen. Let me say something. There's a way you can be reading these verses. And what makes some souls sad about these verses is that, if They are feeling. Are you saying we should just be thinking? You know, people always think about just dying and going away, and there's a sorrow that comes with that kind of thing. "Ah!" because you're thinking about leaving this world. Amen. Any thought about leaving this world makes men sorrow, sad. Praise God. Because do you know why? Because of the joy of
0: sorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. You've never had such a thing before. But yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, joy of sorrow. You see, someone can, be, can maintain sorrow. After a when you stay in sorrow for a while, it will, it will grant you an everlasting entrance, <laughs> <laughs> an abundant entrance.
0: <laughs>
1: sorrow can give you someone an abundant entrance. That When you try and bring that person from that sorrow, they are not interested. Because they found something inside that sorrow that is, <laughs> that is enjoyable. That's the kind of place that men are on the earth. You want in this dead corrupt place. People are happy about living here, just happy and oh you go to work, you come back, and all of that. That's the what that's the, the joy of what? Sorrow. That, the joy of sorrow is what sorrow bribes men with yes, sir. to stay yes, with sir. them. Yes, that's why you see a man a man whose soul is dying can be looking at his bank account and, and trying to and be smiling. It's a bribery. Because really deep in his depth, in his depth, he can't, he, can't, he can't allow himself to be left alone with his own heart for a second because of the, the amount of grief in the depth of his soul. He must rather be always occupied with something. And that's what the natural world furnishes men with. Always something to do, your next achievement, your next task, the next, what is trying to make you don't, don't, don't listen to the crying of your depth of your heart. You can't bear the grief of your soul. True. It's grievous. The cry of a, of a soul that is passing away, that is perishing. The cry of a heart that is perishing. is a, a very sad cry. And if a man doesn't have an answer to it, he would rather do everything than come to, the, to soberness. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Amen. 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 Um, so, say former things. Former things. Former thing, so for the the first earth, the heaven, the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the word new say new Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So that's the first qualification of this Jerusalem. Is the new word Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem. There's what you call the heavenly Jerusalem. That is what you call the new word, Jerusalem. <laughs> Praise God. Now, the heavenly Jerusalem is the pattern, the pattern of the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem is also heavenly. Do you agree with me? Yes, the new Jerusalem is also what? Heaven. Heavenly. But when it, this thing it calls the new Jerusalem, this new Jerusalem, is talking about the actual Jerusalem. In the present heaven, there's a Jerusalem there. Yes. Jerusalem just means the city of God, or it's called the habitation of peace. That's the literal definition of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is people who have made peace with God. Where is their city? Their city means the, the, the habitation of souls who are at what? who are at peace with God. That's it. it means the habitation of peace, the dwelling place of peace. So, in present heaven, there is a Jerusalem. But the Jerusalem of the present heaven is not new. Do you you understand? Jerusalem of the present heaven is not. Neither is the Jerusalem of the earth. They, They are not new. But the Jerusalem of this Jerusalem they are speaking of is both heavenly, but not heavenly after the order of the present. So, the heavenly Jerusalem that is new is the Jerusalem of the new heaven. Am I making some sense to you? Do you agree? The, word, the Jerusalem that is new is the Jerusalem that came down from God out of heaven. Now, the present Jerusalem in heaven did not come down from God. It was, it was actually a work of God's hand which God did in where? In heaven. It did not come out of what? So therefore, if it did not come out of God, then it is not new. Do you understand? If it didn't come from God, it is not new. If it didn't come from God, it is not what? It is not new. That's the way you can tell what is new, that it came from God. Coming down from God out of heaven, then prepared as a bride for her what? Prepared as a bride for um, a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, "Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and be, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them, and be their what? God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and." And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. So it's very clear that, let's settle on verse 3. See verse 3? I want us to look at that. It says, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. So the, the reason, the purpose of newness is to make God tabernacle with men or to make men tabernacle with God. It's actually the other way around. Even though they say the tabernacle of God is, is with men, it actually means that men are able to access the tabernacle of God. If the tabernacle of God is now with men, because men are able to what access what God's tabernacle. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with, uh, be with them and be their God. So the purpose of newness is to raise a people for God. The same thing in Isaiah 43. If we go back to Isaiah 43, Isaiah chapter 43, praise God. Um, Where he said, Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give what drink to my people, my what choosing. And these people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. These people have I formed for what, myself, and they shall what? Sure. Sure. for That word, myself, is I form them to tabernacle with them. Mm-hmm. I form them for myself. So the form, this formation here is actually the process of newness. Mm-hmm. It's the process by which the purpose of formation, any kind of formation which God will do is to create, to bring about the kind of newness mm-hmm. that can tabernacle with him. The kind of of newness that can do what Tabernacle with him. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. What did I say just now? That, <laughs> the people that yes. The, is the, of people. the reason why God does a formation is to make, kind of people to make a people who are, who are able to do what who are with Tabernacle. So. My simple message to you this morning is just that: the new- newness is newness. Newness is the technology of journeying to God. Newness is the technology of, of getting to God. Newness is the technology of getting to God. Newness is the, is the way it has been provided. It's the method that has been provided. Anything that will tabernacle, that's just Revelation 21. They're just thinking the nature of things around God and from God. New heaven, new earth, the new Jerusalem that came out of heaven from God. If it came out from him, it's new. Everything about God is what? It's new. It's new. It's new. It's new. Amen. So any, any soul that will journey to God must be willing to take that, that exercise of becoming new. It's an exercise of the soul. The soul must be exercised to become new. You have to be ready. And what we're seeing is that this newness is not one time, I have become new. No, no, they're saying that according to Romans chapter 6, we read that yesterday, that you've been raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, therefore you should walk in newness of life. As the newness of life is actually is a constant dealing to a soul. It's newness, newness, newness. A soul should be, be, be becoming new until it gets to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. A soul should be what? Becoming new until it gets to God. A soul should keep becoming new and becoming new and becoming new until it gets to where? Until the guests, until the guess. So that's the destination of your newness. Ah, uh, when you check, have I? Even you find new a new stature inside of you, know that that is one step that you are taking towards who, towards God. That every time you are finding a new stature inside of you is a movement towards God. It's a it's a movement towards God. Getting new. Where is God? I don't know. Where is God? Don't be answering that question. Where is God? Because you can't tell where God is. But there's a sure process that can get you to God. It's a sure process. You don't know how. You don't sometimes you want to see the end from the beginning, but you can't. You don't have that ability. You're not the Almighty. You can't see that. even if God come and describe Himself to you, you will not be hearing anything. Because you can't conceptualize a new. New means is beyond the former and the things that you're familiar with. So God is new. That is the problem that men have with God. It's like in news, when someone turns on the news, news station and the reason why you watch news, is not because news is really entertaining in that sense, because although these days news has become, anyway, but, <laughs> but the reason for news is that that thing which if they just left you, can you, can you in, your, in your mind just meditate and write out the news for the day? No matter how smart you are, go and get the smartest man. He cannot write out the, the news for the day. I think I've watched movies where if they kidnap somebody and they're asking for ransom. The person who wants to pay the ransom will say, okay, prove to me that they are still alive. Yeah. Have you seen such a movie before? Yeah. Before I pay this money, prove to me you've not killed the person and you actually have them. So they will take a picture of the person with today's newspaper. <laughs> holding. Yes. Why? Because that one you cannot, you couldn't have manufactured it yesterday, and then everybody knew this is today's newspaper. That's how you know that this person is. Say news. News. Because nobody can manufacture news. News is beyond you. Mm. Praise God. Today journalism has been perverted, so the guy is actually cook news, <laughs> and but. <laughs> You know what I mean? But let's say real news is new. So that's the problem we have with God. We are, trying to, we are trying to calculate. Okay, Let's check this God and see whether... Let's decide whether we believe he is God or not. But you don't know him. Whatever frame of mind you're using to try and think about God is an assumption. You can't think about him. You just can't. You just You can't fathom. There's no searching out of him. There's no fathoming of him. You can't even... If, if your brain is thinking, ah, okay, this is how God must be, most likely you are way off yes. concerning God. But there's a way to, to journey. The only way that a man can get to God is that that man must be changing. Yes. And the man you are today must not be the man you were before. Praise God. So newness. Newness. Yes. So it's very clear that the new creation has a, a, its own trajectory. And the end of the trajectory of the new creation is God. It's God. That's the purpose of the new creation. The purpose of the new creation is to, to get to God. Praise God. Let's read. Um, thank you, Father. Amen. Let's read the book of Ephesians. Let's see a bit more amen let's see Ephesians chapter 4 He says um, verse 20 Ephesians 4 or oh, oh, let's read quickly from verse um, verse 17 Ephesians 4 17 it says that this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that Ye he henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind and having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the word ignorance that is what in them because of the blindness of their heart. They are alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that ignorance means what they ignore. <laughs> Ignore means it's not that they're actively ignoring it; they are just ignorant concerning it, that they can't reach out into that which is beyond their person, right? And then because of the blindness of their heart, verse nineteen, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to walk all on cleanness with what greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in who? Jesus. Jesus. Now, what is that truth? There's a colon there. That he put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, according to the word, deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. If so be that you've heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus that you put off. So the truth that is in Jesus. It's concerning how somebody can put off the former conversation, right? Concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, according to its deceitful lust, and then you have to be renewed in where? the Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now listen to this. And that you put on. They're telling you what the process Put off the old man. Then he said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Tell me, what is the spirit of your mind? The spirit of your mind is the attitude of your mind. He's talking about the attitude of mind towards renewal. It's when you have been, that spirit of the mind has to be renewed. When the spirit of the mind is renewed, then you are able to put on the new man. Because it is the renewed spirit of the mind that can put on the new man. Now, what is spirit? Spirit means conversation. Spirit means conversation. When you say a conversation, like the law, the letter kill it, but the spirit give it life. Letter kill it. What is letter? Letter is that which you carry, but it's not touching your conversation. Letter doesn't just mean what you wrote down. That necessary. Somebody can. Somebody can be talking to you and what is talking to you is a letter to you. Someone, somebody can go to a minister of the spirit and listen to a minister of the spirit and take the letter from that ministration. Why another person is taking the spirit, it's not just talking about what is written physically. Letter is an attitude of heart towards the word. Wow. Yeah. Letter, that's why someone can be a Christian and spirit-filled and still be what? Bound toward the letter, but not the spirit. Yes. So letter is a knowledge someone has, but it's not interfering with their conversation. It's not tampering with their conversation. They're not handling it in such a way that it it can tamper with their conversation. But rather, spirit, when someone receives spirit, Spirit is an infusion of another conversation. Yes, is that spirit comes and interferes with your conversation? That's how you know somebody who is receiving, who is under the administration of the spirit, who has their heart open to the spirit, is that their what that the, what they are hearing? They are not just hearing information; they are hearing fresh, uh, as fresh conversation. They are fetching new conversation. The word conversation is not just what you are saying physically. Conversation means the, the flow of thought in your heart. A man's conversation is the inward machine that is working. Inward machine. This morning, before you, you waking up and getting here, between you waking up and coming to this place, what kind of machinations has occurred inside your depth? You see, those, machina- those, many, those things, those, that engine that is working inside of you, that's a man's conversation. The conversation. When you say your conversation is not what you are saying to your brother. No, conversation is what is being said to yourself inside your heart. That's a man's conversation. It's secret. So a person's conversation happens in secret. It's just that after a while, what happens secret? See, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So, you see, as a man converses inside his heart, so he would, so he is. So after a while, you now see element of the conversation will begin to manifest. But when you see a man manifesting something, that's a little uh, snippet Jesus. because because of the limitation. That's why God, the present is designed to help men. So that not everything that that you are thinking can manifest. The present is as way of limiting because if man, if the present wasn't like this, a man could manifest everything. Man would have finished <laughs> Man would have been gone since praise God so the, the amount of your conversation that is manifested is the only is, to the, is manifested to the degree that the present environment can allow so your present environment does not allow all the manifestation of your entire conversation and you should thank God for that that's why one of the, the, the most important principles of a Christian is that you must never be in isolation. You must, because there are evil conversations still inside. Someone is born again, but they are imagine somebody with the old man. So God, God must find the way, look, this guy, we know what's inside him. Let's make sure that we put him in a community and in a place where the things he will, all he would naturally love to do, he can't do them. And that is what some brethren hate about brethren life yeah. and Christianity. They hate that aspect. It's just the fact that they just cannot do everything they just want to be able to do because of the constraint of the environment of the church and people around you. But that thing is a great help. Because all the things you feel you want to do, the world is not useful to this world. That if they're able to leave you to, let's say, make all the contribution that you feel in your heart you need to make to, to, this, to this earth, that you end up making the world worse than it is. So God said, okay, let's keep all these men. Let's find a way. One of the purposes of the church, the church is powerful. The church is, one of the great power the church should have is to break the, to break the force of the intents of men. The church should be a constrainer of intang- intentions. Constrain the intentions of a man. Because many of those things that the imaginations of his heart are evil continually. They are is a machine of evil. Constantly. So the, the church, that place called the pillar of the ground and the ground of truth. So this is never you may know how to conduct yourself in the church, which is the pillar and the ground of truth, is a constrainer. Constraint. Constraint. Because not everybody, not people are not completely helped the first day they come, but before they are fully helped, there should be an environment that can constrain. So don't ever have an attitude of running away from that design. You say, why are my brother they are too nosy. Why do you always like knowing what I'm doing? Even the, the brother who, who is to, wants to know what you are doing, he doesn't even know why there's something pushing him to know what you are, you are doing. It's, a, it's something, Is a spirit. He doesn't even know why he's interested in in you. If he sits down to think of it, why am I even bothering with you, self? Why am I wasting my time? And you're getting angry at me. (laughs) Well, God will help him not to think that way because of your own safety. Praise God. (laughs) So many of us, we are carrying danger inside of us. We are a package of destruction. That if, if you are left, it will happen. It will wax away. It will pass. It shall, it shall perish according to its natural trajectory. Once you, are, you have anything that is old, will perish. Anything that is old, including the nature that we have by default, is, is heading towards what perishing. Amen. So you're seeing, say spirit. spirit. You see, it's very clear that spirit is conversation. Spirit is conversation. So he says, put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. Put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. Then be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Then you put on the new man. So the spirit, everybody has a spirit of their mind. The spirit of their mind is the controller of the engine of, of your conversation. So that spirit of your mind has to be renewed. You can, when you say renew, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It you so can cut out a new spirit. You can make an exchange. Say, okay, you, I want to, I'm sacking you from today. I want another spirit to be, to take control over my heart. yes. I want to give the control room of my heart and my thoughts to another spirit, a new spirit that will begin to dictate what kind of thought I can take. So it is this, this renewed spirit of the mind is what will begin to help the work of putting on the word, of putting on the new man. Do you agree? Say formal conversation. conversation. So it's very clear that the formal conversation is worldliness. But the old man is not just worldly. When you say full old man, do you know what full old man is? Full old man has not fully manifested yet. The full old man is a beast. Do you agree with me? Yeah. The full old man is the what? Is the nature of the beast. The full old man. He has his fullness. He has his word. He has his fullness. So the, the former conversation is actually the... Is the is the, the former conversation... Say former. former. Conversation. conversation. Former conversation. Concerning the former conversation. Put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. So it's very clear the former conversation is the, is the Christ of the old man. The former conversation is the Christ of The old man is a Christ. Former conversation. That's why they will now say, remember not the former things. Rather mm-hmm. consider the things of old. Wow. Remember not the former things. But rather. So that prophecy is an interception of a soul who has already who was already risen, who has former things, oh loaded goodness. with former things, but he's heading towards inheriting the old man fully. That's his consideration. Is consider what is before him is the old man is considering the old man. So remember not the former things, that is the worldly nature. Neither and don't stop your consideration about the what? What's that things of old? That is the devilish nature, the stature of iniquity. That's the things of the old man. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's what men are considering. When you see a worldly soul, what's the consideration of a worldly soul? His consideration is heading to or So, soul. When you see the new man, which after God, yes. are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Then you see this other man who has a formal conversation. Every person who has a formal conversation is after something else. Yes, sir. After another God. Yes, sir. He's after the nature of iniquity. That's the full stature of the old man. Does this make some any sense to you? Let's read it again. But you have not so learned Christ, verse 21, that if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the, co- the former conversation, the old man, which is what? Corrupt, according to the word, deceitful loss, and then be renewed in the word spirit of your mind and then that you put on the new man, which after God is created <laughs> in righteousness. So it's very clear that the true, who is a true new man?
0: Hmm. Yes, sir.
1: Tell me, what is the real definition of the new man? I mean, the, the real full stature of a new man. Right? is the image of the son of God. So the full nature of the new man right is the everlasting nature and that man has a reward which is the eternal nature of God So the the, the nature of the new man is the nature of God So somebody who is um becoming say there is difference between just a new creature and the... Now, I, I've, I've, spoke, I've spoken to you before about the use of the article D. The. Mm-hmm. How they use the article D. Have, have I spoken to, you, have spoken to you about it before? Now, when they say D, the, it's talking about that, mm-hmm. is if that, that final, that specific thing. So they say, if any man, 2 Corinthians chapter mm-hmm. 2, verse 17, if any man be, man be in Christ... Didn't say he's the new man. No. They didn't say if any man being Christ, he's the new man. No. He's a new creature. A new creature. Wow. A new creature is a creature that is created after God. Praise God. So look at this verse twenty-four. You see it there. So you see the new man is created, which after God is created in righteousness and holiness. So the after God, when you look at that new man, when you see the at the base of him is when he, he was created, he's created to be what after God, and when he, are there, after he arrives at the destination, is a particular nature called new man the new man, the new man. So what is very clear is that Christ is the beginning of newness. So if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. A new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things. Then I began to speak about the purpose of the, that new creation is to be reconciled to God and to come into the ministry of reconciliation. In that Second Corinthians chapter, what? chapter 5, verse 7. So let's, let's see. Let's, let's read this. Praise God. Thank you. Uh, so to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So a soul that has been renewed in the spirit of their mind or the renewal in the spirit of the mind is the process of becoming, the, coming to the fullness of the new man. Because it's that spirit, it's a new spirit around the mind. So, a new spirit. A new spirit that works on the heart of a soul. Remember Ezekiel chapter 37? Praise God. That will now make the person have a heart of flesh. Praise God. What is the what is the heart of flesh created for? Hmm. The purpose of the heart of flesh is to what? what Yes. For everlasting life. Yeah. So what is everlasting life? Everlasting life is is the life of God Himself, right? Amen. Amen. The everlasting life is, the, is the, the, the stature of the new man. Or everlasting life is the vessel of the new man. Everlasting life is the vessel of the new man. And that vessel of everlasting life is there to receive the wine of God. The wine of God is is what God called my spirit in Ezekiel chapter 37. My own spirit, his own spirit, as the very spirit of God is what is the wine which that cup, so that very spirit of God is what they call new wine. That Jesus was speaking about. Do you agree with me? That no one can take an old garment and attach it to a new garment. He spoke about the garment, that is the vessel. Mm -hmm. You can't match old and new. Then, after a while, he began to speak about a a bottle that you can't take a bottle and put old wine inside what? You can't put new wine, sorry, inside an old bottle. Or rather, that word old bottle there is talking about that old man. Anything Anything that is old in that. Bottle, praise God. You cannot put God's wine inside it. So what they are telling you is that the bottle there, um, the bottle, let's go to that place, I'm sorry. The the level of resolution that I feel the Lord wants to bring understanding to these thoughts, I can't just gloss over them. We have to go in a bit of detail. I don't know. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Praise God. How how you know that all this understanding—they are doing something inside of you—that yes, you are these things are shifting. They are they are shifting. They actually as you are when you are learning. This is what I believe. When you are learning the scripture, it's possible that fresh neurons are being created in your brain.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. You cannot, I, I can bet you that if they maybe they are taking a scan of your brain before you came into these waters and go and take a scan of your brain now, they might be shocked what they will see. They <laughs> might be laughing, but I can honestly believe there's a rewiring of, your, of even the physical brain because there are pathways about thinking this way. Men don't think this way. So the kind of facility in your brain to support this kind of thinking for a lot of people, it's, it's never developed their whole life. Yeah. That's why some people can struggle initially, ah uh, ah, uh, how can you be joining thoughts like this? They are trying to, jo- to join it that way, they can't join, arrange thoughts. Sometimes it's just that there's a physical aspect to development too, and it can not happen in one day. There are some people that they don't have that part of their, even of their brain function to support some kind of, you know, resolution. Sometimes God might give them some time for it to grow. Sometimes they need to wait some, some, sometimes it can be some years. As they are still laboring with the thought. You are still laboring with the thought. Still listening, listening, trying to connect. You are weakening part of your, of your system, your brain that, that might not have been developed before. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Amen. So, you now discover that after, when the the scripture, scripture is meant to rearrange you inwardly. You you might not understand. You might feel like, "Ah, okay, knowing about new cup, new bottle, all of how does that help my life? How does it help me to live righteously? You don't know. You don't know how. But yes, it does. It is the facility. They are laying the facility that can support the life. So when these things are inside you and they've done their work inside you, it should not be hard for you to F- to have judgment concerning certain spiritual things. So, this understanding is important. Praise God. Um, so, in Matthew chapter 9, very quickly, Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Bless your name. Amen. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the, the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and they shall then then shall they fast. Verse sixteen No man puteth a piece of new cloth into an old garment, for that which is put in to fill it up, take it from the garment, and the rent is made worse. You see the you see the issue here is you have an old garment, right? Now, somebody wants to patch, put a patch of the new garment inside the old one. When you do that, there will be a rent. It can't work. You can't make it seamless.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you seeing that? What, they are, what that is telling you is that remember, this garment is the same vest kind of instrument material that's used as to make the bottle. Yes. Yes. So what they are telling you is that if that bottle of a soul is old mixed with new when God pour his wine it won't take the wine why because there will be what it, the rent is worse and if you say okay what is an old garment there's no rent at all it's just a, a pure wholesome old old bottle what will happen when you pour the wine inside it? The bottles break and the wire run it out. If you pour God's wine inside the old man, it will explode it. it will, it's like taking devil. I want to pour eternal wine. What will happen to him? <laughs> So either way you can't, either you hold some old bottle or a one that you patched, they can't carry God. So this means that when God, when they are trying to det- make determination about pouring God's wine into his soul, they are checking it, is it, has, it must be a completely new vessel, or a completely new bottle. That completely new bottle is what you call the new man. The new man. When they tell you put on the new man, it's not in one day now I've put him on. It's gradually. You're putting him on. You're putting him on. You're putting him on. But there will be a time when he's fully put on. And when, so the, the new man is actually the man in whom there is no, nothing former in him at all. You can't find any remembrance of former things, nor any consideration of the things of old. That soul is a completely new soul. When God sees such a soul, that soul calls forth the wine of God. Does that make sense? Am I making some sense to you? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, I want us to see now that, that see putting on. Uh-huh. That putting on thing. Let's see, let's see a little, another place. Um. Colossians, let's see Colossians. Mercy. Thank you. Glory to Jesus. Glory Amen. Amen. Are we blessed today? Are you yes, sure? Sir. Yes, sir. Okay, let's see. Um, Colossians 3, verse from verse 9. Um, it says that, Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the word, old man, with his word, deeds. Seeing that you have put off the old man with his word, with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. Praise God. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man, which is new with his deeds, with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in what? knowledge after the what the image of him that created him after the image of him that created him amen so this new man is renewed in knowledge after the image of what him that created him after the image of him that created him. So it's very clear that if the, this new man that have put on here is fully already in that image, he does not need to be renewed in knowledge. These are some of the things that can make new creation Christian people stumble because of the language of, of Paul. When he is, he's talking as if you have already fully put him on, so if you just take the, I have put on the new man, because he said it said that you have put off the old man, but you now discover that many things don't add up. Because go from the the previous verses. Here, verse eight. But now ye also put off all this anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy. Feel the communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off what the old man. (laughs) So it's very clear that this puts him off. He's not talking about in the reality of their soul. They haven't yet put off the word old man in the reality of their soul. But in their spirit, they have completely put off the things of the word of the old man. In their spirit, man, they put him off. Praise God. But that old man which they put off in their spirit, right, they now need to, their soul has to be brought into the reality of putting him off in their soul. Sometimes you might ask yourself, why is that? Every time Paul was teaching, why doesn't why can't just see it clearly? So have to avoid confusion, why can't you just say, okay, we know you have put it off in your spirit, and then but in your soul. Do you know why? Because when Paul was teaching these things, these things were so clear. All the doctrines that we have learned now is doctrines that skew things in our mind, doctrines that are appropriating things that are not. Uh-huh. Yes. In Paul's teaching, there's a, there's a sense that people had between no one is talking about spiritual things that happen to their spirit man and things that happen to their soul. There wasn't that confusion. So there's no need to start explaining. But many of these things we have to explain because many doctrines have come, right? And then the this, this soul, the church has gotten stuck in places where it just assumes so many things that have not occurred as if they, uh, they have occurred. Praise God. So, so the key thing I want to pick up here is from that verse 10 that so the, the way of renewal is in knowledge. In knowledge. Now, after something. Remember in, in, in Ephesians 4, he said that it's created. Who, who after God is what? Created in righteousness and true holiness. Now here he says, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. It's renewed in what? In knowledge. In knowledge. So the process of renewal, how they make a soul new to begin to come into the nature of the new man, it has to be done where, how? in knowledge, in knowledge, after the word, the image of him that created him. So you are tying renewal and knowledge. If you ask me, okay, how do you get renewed? How do you walk in newness of life? The way you walk in newness of life is knowledge. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Knowledge. So, knowledge makes the soul new. The knowledge of God makes the soul new. Every time the, the, the soul traps a new knowledge, the soul that has trapped that knowledge is not the same soul as the soul as that time before the knowledge has trapped has been trapped. The Lord wants to define this thing about newness. You, see, you are walking, in, what is the, it means every step in walking in newness of life is the acquisition of knowledge of new things. Praise God. Is the acquisition of what? Knowledge. So his soul must keep walking in knowledge. He walks in knowledge in Christ and keeps walking in knowledge until he begins to walk into the knowledge of God. And then he has, he has time to walk in the knowledge of God. Till he comes fully, becomes fully and completely new. Till he becomes fully and what? Completely new. Praise the Lord. What is the knowledge that makes a soul new? The knowledge, what is the knowledge that makes what? A soul new. The knowledge that makes a soul new is called the New Testament. Praise God. Uh, do you see that the, the knowledge that makes the soul new is what? The New Testament. The New Testament. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So the process of making new is, and we know that every testament is for the making of a covenant. Do you agree? The reason for the testament is to make a covenant. When is the covenant made? Is when the testament has been written in the heart. In the book of um, Hebrews, sorry, um, chapter, praise God, Hebrews chapter 8 and chapter 10, he was talking about, he said, chapter 10, he said, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel in those days that I will put my law into their mind and write it upon what? And then no man shall say unto his neighbor, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them. So the covenant that they will make is called the writing of the law. So by writing of the New Testament upon the heart, that's how the soul grows in newness. That's how the soul is renewed. The way the soul is renewed is by receiving of the New Testament. What are the New Testament? New knowledge of God mm. that the soul need to what? Agree to. New knowledge of God. Things about the nature of God that comes by revelation. Yes, sir. Right? And when it lands on the heart by revelation, what happens? The heart is, comes into newness. There's a renewing of the heart. Amen. 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 There's a renewing of the heart by by knowledge. So um, the, any way to any try, any attempt to pursue God or to go after God outside this process can never get his soul to God. That's why prayer cannot get his soul to God. Is prayer bad? No. <laughs> prayer has its own purpose. The purpose of prayer is not to get you to God. Or the purpose of prayer is not to make you closer to God. Prayer can never make his soul closer to God. That's not just not the purpose of prayer. That's not why prayer exists. Prayer has its use. You don't draw near to God in prayer. You can't. The reason for prayer is the main purpose of prayer is to unlock mercy. Because prayer doesn't, It's not about changing God or anything. Prayer is to help deal with your disposition. To position you. To, to receive mercy from God. Do you agree with that? Yes. And, and ultimately mercy, the words of mercy we saw last time, the reason for mercy is for, is for newness, to make a soul new. Right? The, what unlocks the door to newness, to, for a soul to begin to experience newness. You know this newness I'm talking about, this is the miracle of being a Christian, is that it, someone can become a new thing that they were not before. That's the powerful thing. And that thing is a dealing of mercy. Mercy has to be supplied to the soul for a soul to come into that kind, of, that kind of thing. Praise God. So like we were saying last time, we were talking about mercy, like when Jeremiah was, was lamenting concerning the mercy of God in, um, in the book of, In the book of Lamentation, you know Jeremiah is the one who wrote Lamentation. You know that. That was he, he, his lamentation entered another book. After prophesying, he needed another book for him to lament. So, <laughs> he needed another book to lament in. So that was Lamentation, Lamentation, Lamentation. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, I think it's Lamentation, let's see, chapter, chapter 3. So he just, I think he just uh, he was just in, everything he said in this place was evil. Bad things that were happening to him, right, his affliction. Verse, chapter verse 1, I am the man that has seen affliction by the rod. <laughs> Amen. This is lamentation. Hey, praise God. If you wonder, oh, why is there lamentation inside the Bible? What is this supposed to add to my soul? Praise God. Let's read this lamentation a little bit. See, so He had led me and brought me into darkness and not into light. Surely against me is turned. He turned his hand against me all the day. My flesh and my skin had He made old. And he had broken my bones. He had built against me and compassed me with gall and travail. He had set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. He has now, do what lamentation is. Lamentation, is the, lamentation is, the, is, the, is, the, is the conversation of a soul that has not received mercy from God. Lamentation is what a what soul that has not gotten mercy says to God. <laughs> that you've not, because you've not tasted help help hasn't come this is what this lamentation is the book of lamentation is a, very, it's a, it's a book to make you sober it's a book to, to let you know where a place a man can be left if God doesn't help if God doesn't bring mercy the affliction the lamentation is talking is there, it talks about the affliction of his soul a, a soul who is yearning for the arrival of his God to help. So, so you see the Book of Lamentation is not really a bad book because there are many people who should be lamenting but yes, who are partying. Yes, <laughs> yes, so actually lamentation is a cry for mercy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, mm. Many people should be lamenting but they are happy, they are joyful in their sinfulness. They've not obtained mercy but they are just, they are oblivious. That's what we call the ignorance, alien from the, life, from the life of God, because of the blindness of their heart, the ignorance that is in them. So, such people, they don't lament. Lamentation is a is soul beckoning on God and talking about you know, his, the poverty of his state and of his existence. I, I love this particular chapter. You know why? Because something happened. There's a transition that happened in his conversation. When he remembered something. Amen. Amen. Verse 19, he was saying, Remembering my affliction and my misery. That's verse 19. The warm wood and the gall. My soul had them still in remembrance. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, it's also remembering the former things. Mm-hmm. Remembering the former things. The soul still had them in remembrance. Mm-hmm. And my soul is humbled. Then after a while, something just happened to him. Mm-hmm. He remembers something else. Say, I recall to my mind. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not what? Cons-. So he began to look at the mercy of God. And then because of his compassion, that what? His compassions faileth not, they are new what? Every morning. Great what? Is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion. said my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. The soul that seeketh him. It is good that the man should both hope and quietly wait for the... Se- see, his tongue has changed. Yeah. Check it.
0: Yeah.
1: We're going to talk about... About God, the goodness of God. If you read all the way, after a while, he even broke out and began to magnify God. Someone who was just lamenting, the moment he remembered mercy, thought changed in his heart. He said, "This I recall to my mind. When I, whenever I recall it, I have hope." Verse twenty-one. Ah, I wish somebody will hear what I'm saying today. I wish you would hear what I'm saying. See, 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 see. If you have the ability to recall mercy, 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 mercy. See, mercy, eh, mercy changes the picture. When, when you are in a hopeless place, what you need is to remember mercy. See, because if you can recall mercy, mercy can come again. If you can, if you can have memory of mercy, if you can recall mercy, there's every chance that mercy... Can come again. Because mercy changes the heart. The recalling of mercy changing the heart. After you now, when you remember mercy, you now begin to act mercifully. And every time you soaked, act mercifully. You are calling the mercy of God. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It means that who they bless with mercy are those who are able to entertain merciful so, mercifulness starts with thought that will now move out to your own action and to your own word disposition. My, what I'm saying is that mercy changes things. Mercy. Nobody nobody who understand who has the ability to recall mercy can never be stuck. Yes sir. Yes sir nobody once if your your mind has that faculty to awaken mercy, you can never be stuck. Mercy is too powerful. Mercy is the greatest ability in God. Mercy is the greatest thing in God. Mercy is too powerful. Mercy is that thing that instructs God and God cannot say no. God cannot cannot deny it. When mercy is talking, when mercy says, okay, this is the thing we have to do now, God will not say, "Eh, but what about, no, no, no. Mercy says, I'm mercy, I'm the one talking. All those other things don't count for me. (laughs) <laughs> I do you understand what I'm trying to say? When you are in a court of law, they bring rules and laws. Hey, have you done this? Did you do that? What was the, weight, the gravity of the situation? Number one, it's time. To, when you come before a being who wants to have mercy, when mercy takes over the conversation, all the, all the fault, all the sin don't really count anymore. Mercy is a... Mercy acts foolishly, God, blindly. God, 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 God. <laughs> mercy has what? Full, acts foolishly. Mercy acts as if he's ignorant about things. Like when God is having mercy on you, God is as if God, you, you want to God, have you forgotten all the evil things I've been doing? Ah. You don't know it's one side of God that is acting. Like all the unbelievers who are enjoying things. A lot of time there's mercy talking to God about things, about people. Mercy can talk. Mercy can talk about that, that worm, that worm that, that the bird should not eat. Can we have mercy on that little worm there, that little thing, that little organism? It's, who feeds the birds of the air? It's mercy. Mercy is the one. By calculation, those things are insignificant, but mercy thinks of them. There's one giraffe starving somewhere in the wild. How can we get food to eat? That's mercy. Talking. What actually, what actually, there's something that frames God's attitude. What makes him, he's slow to anger, first of all. What tempers him down? You hardly see God is plenteous in anything, but they say he's plenteous in mercy. Plenty. God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which means that the love actually is the product of mercy. mercy. Every time, God's love can never reduce. Why? Because mercy is pouring more inside. Mercy is what makes God's life more abundant. Mercy is powerful. Mercy, mercy, mercy that could, deal, could handle a young boy called a non entity called David. Where did they take David from? David was a nothing. It was like it's possible that maybe some, you know, someone can live and it's as if your existence didn't matter, that mm-hmm. if you were alive or not alive, there would be no consequence in this life. That's the kind of person David was. His own father didn't remember him. His father, how how insignificant can you be that your own father doesn't forgets that you exist? Now, who can go and find such a person? And then not just make him king over Israel, they name the throne of God, the everlasting, eternal throne of God after him. He said, You see, this throne is the throne of that non-entity called David, that kind of a being. You hey. <laughs> see, that's kind of, they are telling you what mercy is. Don't joke with mercy. Mercy is awesome. That's why you must never write yourself off. Never write yourself off. Never look yourself down. Never think if ah, oh, I've been around this thing, I don't understand God. You don't like forget. You don't know God.
0: <laughs>
1: we don't know mercy. If you know what mercy is, if you know what mercy is, there no, is no other thing that will make a man have hope of sitting on the throne of God. There's no other thing. There's nothing. You and God, you guys, are seven we not far from the earth. You and we don't, we don't even, the way you even think, so if all we think is evil, 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 evil. Why is God maintaining a thought about you sitting on his throne? Mercy is the one. It's the mercy of God. Praise God. You see what I'm trying to say, Amen. So, so this mercy—what they are saying that the mercy here is new every morning. They are speaking about the nature of what the mercy. Now, let's see. So that this—the knowledge. Let's go back to. Sorry. Ah, Colossians, chapter. Colossians chapter three. Praise the Lord, that, but have put on the new man, which is. Renewed in knowledge after the image of him that word, of the of him that created him. Praise God. So the renewal is a, is a, an, is an operation of knowledge, and we said that knowledge is actually what makes the growth. Like I said, it's not prayer. When I'm using prayer, I'm using prayer. I, I use the word prayer, but I'm I'm using it as a summary word to describe all the other religious. Not, I, I don't want to use the word religious because prayer is not a religious thing. I'm not talking about someone who is just praying religiously without faith. I mean someone who is praying, who has faith. What I'm saying is just praying alone is not the, the instrument to renew a soul. That what prayer can do is to find, cause mercy, to connect God. Like, like, like what this lamentation was a kind of prayer in a way, yeah was the prophet bearing out his heart towards God. Then after a while, he broke into conversion conversation of mercy. So when the sign that mercy is beginning to happen to his soul is when revelation. 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 Say revelation. 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 Revelation is the standard sign of mercy. That's the standard sign of mercy. You want to smell his soul that ah. This, their mercy is, is, is happening to this soul when they've begun to al- allow access to knowledge. I'm talking about the real mercy of God. is a product of mercy. Revelation knowledge is a product of mercy. It's a product of mercy. When it is soul begins to know, means that the way to get to God begins to what? To, to get... Opened, opened up. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with me? And mercy are in levels, you know that? Mm-hmm. God has mercy on both the just and the unjust. That's one <laughs> level of mercy, right? The other levels of mercy which God can have. In this on that, you will get to what they spoke about the sure mercies of David. That one's sure mercies, mercy of sure things is an is a higher level of what of mercy. So, the grade you can actually calibrate what we call the oracles of God according to different portions of mercy of God. So, every oracle is empowered by a mercy, just a mercy. That makes the oracle talk because god should never be speaking to men Mm -hmm. men are not worthy to be spoken to by god i mean spoken to by god in terms of god's own oracle Mm -hmm. right Uh, to bring because the purpose of the oracle we said is for development to rise make the soul rise up and go upward toward god so man is not qualified to be spoken to by god or to hear the oracles of God, every time God's oracle is speaking, it means mercy is happening to his soul. As you're listening right now, mercy is happening to you. Yeah. This is mercy. Thoughts right now, the thoughts I'm sharing with you are not my own thoughts.
0: They
1: are not my own thoughts. As I'm sharing the thoughts with you, I'm receiving them, and I'm sharing them with you. Who is bringing them? It's mercy. If that mercy stops talking, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> You know, his mercy, right now it's just mercy talking about itself. Yeah. Mercy, okay, let's talk about myself. I want to introduce myself to you so that I can open your heart more to be blessed a bit more. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Amen. Amen. <laughs> so the, the vessel, the new man is a vessel of mercy. Going to Romans chapter 9, the new man is a vessel of mercy, they craft you into what a vessel of mercy. Compatibility with mercy opens up revelation, knowledge. Makes When the heart is not merciful, I think I was describing on Wednesday, I need to describe it more. Sometimes you need to hear, some things that are important, it's good to hear them again and again and again and again. A merciful heart is a heart that he he keeps on to his own righteousness. The sign of a, that the person is self righteous is that they have no space for instruction. They don't have space to be of being instructed. That a a, a self righteous soul is stuck in their way, and they try to to pattern, let make everything obey their own thought about things. And if you are deviating from their own standard, they get angry with you.
0: That's
1: where the, uh, the issue of wrath. Yes. Wrath. Anger. That's one thing that you should deal with. If you find you have anger in your person, kai, 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 kai. That's one thing you should never have. Because the amount of righteousness you stacked up is what determines how much anger that when I say anger, I mean anger. I'm not talking about full-blown angry. I'm talking about anger is anger is the is the um, you know anger and bitterness they go together. Anger is is actually offense, right? Yeah. Anger is offense is being offended what's the of being offended is attributing a wrong to somebody. And you wouldn't be offended by somebody or something if you didn't have a standard that they offended. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what, make, what causes anger and offense is standard. Yes. And standard means righteousness. And you know, found that most of the time what people offend in you is not the righteousness of God in you. Because... When people are offending God's righteousness, they don't usually get you angry, because you don't care about God's righteousness. Someone offending God's righteousness doesn't usually pain us, because we don't care about it. It's our own righteousness that we care about. So it's when people offend our righteousness that gets us angry. (laughs) Uh, did that what I said did it make sense to you it's not God's righteousness it's, it's you you. when someone comes against your standard so see that your standard and your righteousness that men offend that puts you in an angry disposition that thing is the enemy of God's mercy as long as he's standing it's hard for God to have mercy on you it's hard for God to have mercy on you when you raise a standard. Because mercy is like, look, this standard thing, we don't flow with these things. Anytime you raise standard, you block space for mercy. When you're thinking in that frame of mind, you, you block space. You block space for mercy. Mercy say, let can we drop that thing so I can have, I want to bless you. I want to actually bless you, but can we just put your righteousness aside? Praise God. Amen. When he said for it is written I desire mercy not sacrifice. That was as a, a true a true statement from God. That the whole time men thought that it's sacrifice that God wants. But God said I don't want sacrifice because sacrifices are I don't want sacrifices that are heavy with the righteousness of man. A lot of men's sacrifice are heavy with their own righteousness. That men will bring what they feel is right to God. I say, "God, take it. and by force you must accept this thing and bless this thing." That was Cain's nature. That was what God came angry. I, didn't I bring it? What's, what's the matter? Take this thing now, God, right now. The thing wasn't ascending. Anger was rising. Anger was rising <laughs> in his wrath. That's how he, it was the anger. Yeah. Anger was rising. The thing wasn't going up. He knew that God wasn't accepting this thing and he was angry. God, why would he accept it? <laughs> Some of us can be like that, but may you not be like that. Yeah. May you not try and force God to accept what he's not accepting. Yeah. Be meek to arrange your life according to what God accepts. Yeah. If God is not accepting it, then leave it alone. If you if you arrange standards in your life and you feel like these standards are not taking me anywhere, mm-hmm. God is not accepting them, they are not making me better, they are making me more angry and more what sad and more offended. Why can't don't you put those things aside? Move into the other train, the train of mercy. Move into the other place. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise the Lord.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So it takes mercy. So mercy, a merciful, when you see a merciful heart, you see a heart that revelation knowledge can flow easily. 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 When revelation wants to come, what it jams our righteousness. It cannot. Oh, ah. How can we? Like you want to go and build a house in a plot of land. There's already a mansion sitting there. What can you do? <laughs> Eh? Ah. What can you? No matter all your good intentions, there's nothing you can do. There's already a, ma- a, ma- mansion, a mansion there. It's not a big vic- camp plot of land. Many of us, the land that God's supposed to install his righteousness, we have built skyscrapers. <laughs> and he's standing there. God is saying, please, I want to build. Can I build? Mm. And, and as you're around the waters, God is waiting. Please, please, <laughs> please. I need space. Is there any time that you can? Haven't you enjoyed your skyscraper enough? Can we try and demolish this thing? Let me build my own edifice. So you find that self righteous people hardly flow with revelation knowledge. They hardly flow with revelation knowledge. Hardly. When you see a self righteous person, when you say, ah, the way they think about spirituality is they can pray every time. They can you know that feeling of you are doing something? Mm-hmm. Self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They like that thing. But you can be doing that thing and you are still a vile, hungry person.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you pray when you are praying. <laughs> Papa, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> You are, tr- you are troubling heaven. <coughs> heaven it's not about all these things. Can you just give us space to build? That's all we want. Give us land. That's what we are looking for. <laughs> when you have a after, after prayer, they can spoil things, they can, brethren, they can, because of, they can insult brethren, they can fight brethren, they can do all kinds of things. It's just what well, that offense, There's something in there. There's a, there's an image on the inside there. It's a, it's a bad thing. Those are the installations of the of the old man. Praise God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Say praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Most times that's what stops. So sometimes when I see somebody say. Ah, I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding. Sometimes I, I, I can travel and see why you're not understanding. You have too many standards. You have too many. You have too many. You have the, the space where understanding should build on, you already have things that are there. There is no, no, another word for a merciful soul or a merciful heart is a poor soul. Poverty of spirit. Poverty who is a poor soul. They've not built anything. They don't have anything. They have an empty land. It's poverty of heart that calls for fresh knowledge, that calls for new things. If you are not poor in heart, new things will not occur to you. See, the way God builds, the way they build, the way they, you don't know, the way, it's not by, ah, I was in a meeting, and then you want to, no, it's not that. Sometimes after the meeting, it's not where the inward change takes place. It's in those moments of your life. That's where mercy talks. But if your, heart, your your head and your heart is too full of standard, trying to hold on to an image of, the, of, of life that you see, you want to bend everything to conform to your will. That's how some souls are, you are holding on to things. Those are the things that create offense and dissatisfaction. When you are too busy with that thing, Mercy thought cannot occur to you. Mercy thought the, they, are, they are the thought that brings insight into the nature. You, there is no space for there won't be space for a new thing. If you are remembering the former things, you are always considering the things of old. When you see this, the stature of the old man are righteousnesses that God did not create. Those are the stature, the stature of the old man. That's what they are, what? Righteousness, Righteousness. which God did not create. Praise the Lord. Verse 10, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that did what, that created him. And then where there is neither Greek nor Jew, do you see this attitude? Do you know this is a mercy attitude? Can you read verse 11 and see mercy there? Can you see? When, when, you, when you are having an attitude, so this is the attitude of being renewed in knowledge. To be renewed in knowledge, is it happens where there is no Greek nor Jew. Circumcision nor uncircumcision. means there is absence of, when you say Jew, Greek, He's talking about difference in righteousness standard. That's all that that differentiates a Jew from a Greek. It's different of righteousness standard. Or a circumcision versus uncircumcision. To the Jew, circumcision in his flesh is a righteousness. So there is no no Greek nor Jew. Circumcision nor circumcision. Barbarian, Scythian, no bond, no free. But Christ is all. And in all, verse 12, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies. Bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And then above all these things, you now put on charity, which is the bond of them. The peace of God will rule your heart, to the which also you are called in the body, and be you what thankful. See, praise God. Amen. Amen. Verse 12, put on therefore as elect of God. Who are the elect of God? Those who God has counted to come. The elect of God are those who mercy is looking for. Those who mercy want to visit. Those who mercy is knocking on their door. Knocking on the door of their heart. We want to build here. We want to build here. We want to build. What do we want to build? We want to build the statue, the new man. The new man who can tabernacle with God. Who can be at peace with God who God can dwell with. Praise God. So for that to happen, as the elect, if you are an elect of God, you must put on bowels of mercy. That's what they are waiting for. God has elected you to come to him. There are things you must do. Now, explain what is bowels of mercy. Is it bowels or bowels? I don't know how to pronounce it. Bowels, huh? Bowels. Bowels. Bowels of mercy. When you're talking about bowels, you're talking about your inward they are talking about the the volume of your debts. Yes. Like your the inward capacity. Inward capacity. Put on barrels of mercy. It means that you should be pregnant with mercies. Right now. When, when people meet you, they should have met mercy. Mercy. If someone is living with you, they should be living with mercy. They shouldn't be living with judgment. Some of you, when someone is living with you, they know they are living with you who sits on the throne.
0: Fear. <laughs> so don't be like that.
1: Those things, fire it flow of God. <laughs> put on the, that bowels means you have abundance of mercy. Abundance, put it on, bowels of mercy. Be merciful, be merciful, be merciful. Be merciful in a way that your mercy cannot finish.
0: <laughs>
1: attitude. God. Attitude of mercy, merciful nature.
0: Merciful
1: nature. So that that merciful nature, kindness, they're now talking about what mercy is. Mercy has its own, it has its attributes that surrounds it. Amen, you see kindness, then you see that humbleness of mind is a specific kind of, it's not just humility. What they're talking about is humbleness of thought. Some of us our thoughts are not humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> wow. Our thoughts are not humble. Some of us we can't. Uh, we are always looking for grand things. We're not about grand things. Every, everything should be. Everything should be special and have a grade to it. We're looking for grade in things. You also grade people. You grade people. You can some some soul can grade everything. You should not have that kind of soul. Okay. Oh. Some souls find how to enjoy. Let's say just me and you now. Just let me just enjoy you and find enjoyment in you. No, there's nothing grand about that. Yeah. Just chilling, just of us, just chilling, talking, laughing. There's nothing too big about it. But yeah. well, some souls can find it difficult to do that. Because, because there there's a there's a there, you know there is a way that the soul should enjoy ordinary things. Eh? Just enjoy ordinary things. Find the, the artist being able to find enjoyment in ordinary things. And then also the Bible speaks about not being high minded. So, the, a high minded person is the opposite of someone who has humility in thought, who has what they call here humbleness of mind. Humbleness of mind. If someone who has humbleness of mind is simple, someone who doesn't have humbleness of mind is always, is, is always I don't want to use the word sad, always too serious. That's a sign of someone that has no humbleness of mind always oh, too serious. It's too serious and intense. So when someone is too serious, you can't enjoy humble things. Even when you are playing, they can grade your play. Why are you playing in that way? <laughs> <laughs> just, just joke. Just say you are just cracking joke. Someone who, has, who doesn't have humbleness of mind, joke has degree too. This joke doesn't mean this. No, some guys have class. There's a class thing with joke. The joke, the joke must be sophisticated in a way. Oh, did he get it? Did he get it? You get it. <laughs> you see, you see, joke again has class. It means that if you don't have that kind of, you can't hang out with them. Because all your jokes will just be, you know. Your joke doesn't have a, there's something that you can, you know. Joke again, you wear it cloth. Ah. Status. It's evil, it's evil. The way Jesus, Jesus can relate with anybody, the commoners, the uneducated, all the guys who he took, all the edu- untrained men, educated, uneducated guys. Do you think he was cracking sophisticated joke with them? I'm sure if you hear their jokes, sir, eh? you wonder what kind of thing is this? what kind of crude, what kind of crude men are these. <laughs> ah. It's when when there's no humbleness of mind that's why you'll be seeing classes will be forming maybe among brethren or some 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 people who feel they have more sophistication can have their own they can they can find a way to shift themselves away from others that there's no greater evil than that thing
0: that
1: nature must never be inside of you must never never must never because it's not merciful it's not a merciful kind of nature. Mm-hmm. This thing is what causes problem between even spouses, husband and wife, brothers and sisters, roommates, house, people. You know what I mean? Just n- There's no simplicity of mind, no humbleness of mind. Everyone has a level at which they are thinking at. And they can never drop down and think at another level. Oh my God. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Praise God. See
0: humbleness,
1: humbleness of mind. Humbleness of mind. Yes, humbleness, humbleness of mind. Of mind. Must all be humble. Praise God. Hallelujah. Bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind. Then you see meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another. You know what it means to forbear? Forbear means that the thing that you should bear has not yet happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still you anticipate it and you have the bearing. Yes. So when it's come it's landing with a the bearing, there's not nothing has happened. But so by the time when you forbear with somebody, by the time they do the thing, it's as if nothing happened. You have already bore, bore it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That, all these things you, you see. All these things in the nature of Jesus. One yes. day Jesus was Peter Say you, you know you are you actually deny me. Do you know that? <laughs> do <Doing that, laughs> you know that? Do know that? Before the cock crows three times. Do you know that? Boy, look, I already prayed for you.
0: Hey. He
1: <laughs> <laughs> we was seeing what Satan wanted to do to him at one point. He say he wants to sift you as wheat and everything. But look, I've, I've already prayed on beforehand. All the things that you guys do for me. Like he was bearing Judas for how long? He already saw everything that he would do to him. Say, Forbear. Some of us don't forbear. So when something happens, you just react like a crazy person. That's a sign you don't have forbearance. And he was like, Ah, it's it's not that hard to. You just need change that spirit of your of your mind, renewed in the spirit of your mind, renewed in the spirit, renewed in the spirit of your mind. Forbearing one another and then forgiving one another. So you forbear in anticipation. Then when it happens, you make sure you forgive. You forgive. Forbear, forgive, if any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also what do, so also do ye, and then above all these, so this is what all these things are leading to a place, it leads to you putting on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, so it's very clear that charity is the nature, is a kind of a demarcation for newness. And the demarcation is, charity is the point where, it's a graduation point where a new nature graduates into another kind of new nature. The, the kind of new nature that the nature of Christ graduates to, because Christ is also a new man. right? Is the new nature, it graduates from a new man into the living man. The living man is a kind of a new nature. You get that? So the living nature is a new nature that is higher, but a new nature that is now li- dealing in the things of God's own very life. So, the new man, which is Christ, is after the living man. You see that? So, the living man is another kind of a new man. He's a new man that has everlasting life. He's a new man in the arena of what? Of everlasting life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Does that make some sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So you see that there's up, constant upgrade of garment going on. Constant upgrade of garment. As you're becoming new and new and new. Every knowledge that comes is an upgrade of garment. Every knowledge that comes. See, and what they celebrate in the spirit is our gar- garments. Garments are what is celebrating the spirit. When you see gar- an array of beings in the spirit, it's according each of them they glow according to their garments. The garment is talking about the soul, what are what you are wearing. This one is looking at what you are wearing. This one is seeing what you are wearing. Now in the physical, you can't see, it's hard to see what he is wearing. Because we are we are blinded by this physical world. When you move into the realm of the spirit, beings, Michael can see Gabriel's garment they can see our garments. Mm. And your garment is your soul. Mm. So there's a kind of garment, a clothing that every soul who God, who will tabernacle with God, must receive. That garment is the garment of the, the bride, which will marry the lamb. And that lamb is married to God. Yes, Praise God. So, Hallelujah. And that time, where we started from, amen, was we're talking about the concept of how man's garment is tied to habitation. Yes. Right, and we said that the ultimate habitation that man wants to have is to come into habitation with God, right? Which is a habitation of the new heaven. It's a new heavenly habitation, but not just new heavenly, it's a new heaven habitation according to the the pattern of the new Jerusalem which came out of heaven from God, which came out of God. So that Praise the Lord. See, habitation. Habitation. So, while you are here in the present, hmm, while you are here in the present, there's something that you should be, your heart should be yearning for. What you should be yearning for is the desire to receive the kind of a garment. That is compatible with the wall of God, with the habitation of God. That's the yearning. It's something that you should be earnestly searching for. Let's quickly just see a few scriptures. Let's see um, second Peter. I was talking about this attitude, all right. Yes. Father, we bless your holy name. We give you glory. Praise God. Second Peter, you are there. Say Amen. Let's see. Let's see chapter three. Second Peter, chapter three. Father, we thank you. Verse, verse nine. Let's see. Second Peter, chapter three, from verse nine. He says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to To repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be what, burned up. You see in this place, the way this, these guys who, you know when they baptize, there's some baptism into scripture mind. All of these guys who wrote, you, no one can write, be a writer of scripture without having a bapti- having had a baptism occur to them. It's the baptism of the spirit. It's talking about the mind of, or the baptism is actually the inward state of a person that makes them able to be moved by the Holy Ghost. Right? See, so no, no passage of Scripture is capable, no prophecy of Scripture is capable of private interpretation for holy men wrote as they were moved. So every writing of a Scripture, every chapter, is according to people being moved by the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? Praise God. So there is a sense in which they are baptized into that allowed them to think a certain way. One of the baptism into the, 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 the way of utterance of the spirit is the understanding of the, the link between man's soul, what we are discussing today, and the, the outward. So sometimes in the scripture, they can speak about him. Sometimes when they say hell, for example, they're talking about the hell, but it's as if, it's as if they are talking about a physical location but at the same time, I think they're talking about a nature. When they say the gates of hell shall not prevail, they're talking about the gates of hell not prevailing against the soul. And those hell gates of hell is talking about natures that want to to come and invade the souls of men. Yes. But there's the sense of hell using the scripture as also like a place, same way heaven is used in that way as well. Yes. So right now, when they are talking about elements, you know, sometimes we specify the element being yes. dissolved, talking about the physical materiality of things. Which is physical, but is not, is not divorced fully from the spiritual essence that is behind the, the existence of that physical. You cannot have a physical existence not being supported somehow by some spiritual reality. And you can't tamper with a physical thing without some, like for example, somebody just dying physically, right? For someone to die physically, it means that there's also a spiritual impact. It means somewhere, their body and their soul has been suspended from their body. And it has many spiritual implications. It means they no longer have a body to carry out spiritual function. You know what I mean? It's more than just, that's why people don't just die anyhow. (laughs) For someone to die, some things must happen. The same way for someone to be born, some things must happen. Because every time someone is born physically, you see a baby just came. But at some point there was a release of a spirit. The child's spirit was released from God into that particular body. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's not a purely physical thing as if you can have a body without a spirit there. The fact that you see someone's body on the earth, it means that something spiritual happened. God had released a spirit. If God did not release a spirit, that child can never form. It will never become a child. If God never released the spirit out of him. No matter what you do in the physical, it will just never become a child. Do you understand me? So spiritual things are tied to natural things. Uh-huh. So I don't want to spend too much time talking about that. But well, he says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, right? In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, right? And the element shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Are you seeing those two things they mentioned there? In all what holy conversation and what, what manner of persons ought ye to be? They now, now goes on, this is the manner of person you ought to be. A person who is looking for and hasting, that hasting means earnestly desiring,
0: yes.
1: hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth what? Righteous. righteousness wherein dwelleth what righteousness we are according to his promise look for new heavens and new heaven. that's what we look for. The manner of persons ought it to be. So what would they what the foil behind the daily yearning and positioning of a soul to be made new is because of there's something this heart is looking for. It is the heart and the soul looking for new heavens. The soul is looking for new heavens and a new earth. That means the heart, the soul is looking for a new habitation. The new habitation, new heaven and new earth, like I said before, is talking about the inward nature. Mm. What you are looking for, you are looking for a nature that is God's compatibility with you see that new heaven and new earth that he showed in Revelation 2021 20, that we read? That why it came is because the former things have passed away. So those former things, where are they stored? Inside the souls of men. So if those things don't pass away from the soul of men, the new and the heaven and the new earth, but to make those things pass away. The soul must be looking for the new heaven and the new earth. And what is it looking for in the new heaven? It's looking for the righteousness therein. Because wherein dwelleth what? Righteousness. What is it looking for? Right, the righteousness therein. When you say they are looking for the righteousness of the new heaven and the new earth. The first aspect of the searching of the righteousness is, or the first attitude is, the yearning for the newness of Christ, which is the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it what? It's the power of God. Unto salvation, unto the Jew and the drink, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed, from faith to faith. You've seen. So the the looking for, how do you look for new heaven and new earth? You are looking for the righteousness of the new heaven and the new earth. When you are looking for that righteousness, what is the attitude? It's the heart's word, disposition. It's the yearning of the looking for the news about that habitation, which comes by revelation knowledge. First, about the revelation of Christ. Then ultimately, the, the revelation of what Paul later called the gospel of God. So, any soul that wants to be made new must be a seeker of news. Every soul that will be made new must be a seeker. You can't be a soul, you cannot be a soul that has no longing for news and then desire and then expect to be new. Because the new man is created, right, in knowledge. After the word, image of him that created him, renewed in knowledge. What is the knowledge? The knowledge is the news. The heart must register to receive news of the righteousness of the world to come. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? So any soul that is saying, ah, I like, I, I like hearing the scripture, but I like things that can apply to my life. What are you saying? Huh? <laughs> ah, ah! T- I like that. Mis- that means that he teaches, though, but he always talks about things that are not relatable. What are you saying?
0: <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you are saying is that that preacher doesn't talk, doesn't talk about former things, and he doesn't give consideration to the things of old, and you have a problem with that. Yes because you feel like you can apply it. Mm-hmm. where are you trying to apply it? So you see men have problem with a preacher that's coming to talk about the world who, that has application in another world yeah. that has not yet
0: come.
1: <laughs> Mainly. Now it doesn't mean that that world is higher than this. So you can also, there's a way you can Fetch the conversation of that world. But whenever you are using that conversation to live here, it will still be alien. Yes. Yes. It, will be, it will be you living an alien life yes. on this world. There is no way that you will be living just compatibly with this world. Sometimes we've not settled that thing in our heart. So all messages are not the same, all teaching are not the same, all preaching are not the same. There are preachers who can come. Like when Solomon can begin to talk about things on the earth here, he can tell you anything you want to tell because they gave him grace to search them out. You want wisdom on how to work well as a good employee? Go to Proverbs. They are all there for you. Wisdom on how to lead men, how to achieve things on the earth, how to be a financial giant, how to build a a company, to build an industry. Wisdom on how to... What are all the wisdoms men use? Go to Solomon, you'll find them there because he wrote up all those things. But that's not all the wisdom there is. There are wisdom for other things. There's wisdom that comes from above that speaks concerning a world that does not yet appear. So when you hear news, if it's news, then it's not primarily that's the main difference between the gospel of Christ and God versus every other gospel. Once you are hearing the milk of the word, milk of the word is still talking about your present, the present. The milk of the word does not contain news. How many of you know that milk of the word is not news? How many of you know that milk of the word is not the gospel? It's not. When someone is teaching the milk, they will still be teaching about things here things here. Even though principles are principles that will help you in the learning of things to come. But literally what they are teaching about are things that you will find application very easily to things. And there's nothing bad. You must start from there. You must have that foundation. He spoke about that foundation that has a seal itself. But news, gospel starts from Christ. Once you begin to talk about Christ, you are talking about an alien life. You're talking about an alien kind of reasoning. It's, it's actually a life for the world. The world. Say the world. The world. For the world to come. Mm. The life for the world to come. Life for the world. Am <laughs> I making some sense to you? Are you, are you
0: sure? Yes, sir. Eh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I don't want to spend too much time here. Quickly. Quickly, Hamatalocia. See looking for, for. and hastening. An hastening. An an hastening means earnestly. Earnestly desiring. Earnestly desiring. That's an attitude I want us to pick today. Okay, let us see. Let's see second, second Corinthians. Maybe we can begin to round up just there. Praise God. Second Father, we thank you. Thank you. Again. We give you glory. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We're, we're just reading Colossians, right? Um, I love that Colossians chapter. It's a wonderful chapter because it, it tells you what you should be doing. Thank you. Now, Second Corinthians, let's see chapter 5. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Father, we bless your name. Let's see chapter 4. Verse 16, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16, it says that, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day. How often is he renewed? Day by day, praise God. You're seeing something wonderful here. Like we're talking about the outward man, the outward man, so he's talking about his state. This is the state of somebody in this present world who is still living here that someone can be living here though the outward man is perishing because the outward man is tied to is made from was formed from the dust of the ground or it was taken out of the present materiality the form so as the earth is also perishing that's the same way outward man as well is perishing and that's okay that can be happening like perishing, like aging, for example, yes, sir. Yes. is perishing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You believe that? Yes, sir. Yes. And you know that when you got born again, it didn't stop your outward man from perishing. you yes, your aging. So, boy, it says that though the outward man is perishing, he said, Yeah, the inward man is what renewed. Say, day by day. Okay. According as the mercies that's renewed every, every morning is coming to the heart. What's happening? The inward man will be getting what? Renewed. See, you should be getting renewed day by day. You should be getting constant, just being renewed. Remember, as news about the new nature is coming to your heart, you should be getting renewed day by what? Day. Verse 17, for our light affliction, which is bought for a moment, it worked for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And while we look not at the things which are seen. Remember we're talking about what you're looking at now. Right? Looking for. Amen. Why we look not at that things which, the things which are seen, but are the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are what? eternal. The things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. So the things which you should actually be looking at are eternal things. And you look not to the, at the things which are seen. This word look at, look is, summarizes two things. What you remember and what you consider. Praise God. Do you get what I'm saying? What you look at are two things. What you remember and what you what? What you consider. Now, when they are talking about look not at the things which are seen or the things which are unseen, now what they are trying to tell you is, (laughs) praise God. How can someone tell you look at what is not seen? That does not make sense, just English-wise. Is it seen or is it not? If it's not seen, why are you telling me to look at it? If I can look at it, then it means it's seen. So English, it doesn't make sense. So that what they're actually telling you is that this look is telling you change your, the effort of your seeing. <laughs> Switch to, more of, it's more of what you are looking into, mm-hmm. what you are looking for. You understand what I'm saying? So the things which are seen, right, are the former things and then what, the what? Things of old. So looking at the former things means both remembering and then what? Considering. So it's very clear that the things which are seen, the summary are former things, and and the old man, the nature of the old man are what the things which are seen. So when they say the things which are not seen, means new things. It's the new man. Is that thing which that all your devices cannot approximate is yes. unseen. The new is unseen. Yes. The new man is unseen. The new man is actually an eternal man. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: But you can look at. praise God. let's continue verse chapter five, verse one, it says For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, then we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal where in the heavens. And for these were grown, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is, what? From heaven. And if so that being clothed, we shall not be found, what, naked. Now, for we that are in this tabernacle, do groan, being burdened. not for that we should be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, he who has wrought this us for this self-same thing is God, who also has given unto us the earnest of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Almost done, okay? A few minutes more. Can we have just very few minutes? This is the last chapter I want us to see, okay? Praise God. Are you still being blessed? Yes. Okay, if our earthly house of this tabernacle, so this tabernacle, of, it's very clear that this tabernacle is not the tabernacle of God, right? That if it were dissolved, we have a building of God and a house not made with hands that is eternal where in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Now, this house here is not, clearly it's not just, it's not a physical house. When you say we have a building of God and a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. This is not talking about a just a, something remote that they built there for you. Be some kind of physical structure that they built there in the heaven. How do I know? In verse two, it says, For in this we grow. Now, in what do we groan in our earthly house of this tabernacle? In our earthly house of this tabernacle, we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed. Now, why are they using clothed? If they are talking about just one edifice. Do you wear house? They are switching, it's spirit. Spirit is using one metaphor and is switching to the more accurate metaphor for the application. So, the accurate, so really, what they're actually talking about is actually a garment. And if it's a garment, they're talking about a soul quality that is existing that you need to put on. In this we groan. Now I want to ask you a question. When you say in this we groan, and you know the garment they want to wear on you is a particular kind of soul. Right? Who is groaning? Hmm. 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 What? Not the old not the, the old man. The old man doesn't sorry, who's groaning? The spirit. The spirit. That's the real you. Yes. Mm. Not your soul. The soul is who they want to exchange. Yes. Who is see, whenever you see the word grown there, it's also a spiritual it's also a spirit 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 yeah. lingo. Yeah. It's a scriptural lingo of the spirit. Yeah. That they use the, the word groan. The who is the growner is the spirit the spirit man, because it's the spirit man who desire to be. You know, we've, when we started talking about this thing, from Jesus' conversation, we saw that there the, are the two functions of the soul. We saw, we were looking a lot about the soul as a vessel. Actually, we started looking at the soul as a covering. A covering for what? For the spirit, for the spirit man. Because that spirit man, is that, is that God's baby? God needs to protect, and that soul has to be raised with the right quality as a garment to be worn over the spirit man. So, that spirit man, as soon as that spirit man is born again as Christ, he has a groaning. That groaning on the inside is a groaning to be clothed with his habitation, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So, until the spirit man is clothed with an eternal habitation, which is, this habitation now is talking about the spirit man until he is clothed with a soul that has received eternal property. It will never stop its groaning. It's groaning because it still feels naked. That being clothed, verse 3, we shall not be found naked. So the only kind of soul quality that can cover the nakedness of the spirit fully To a point where the spirit can relax and stop groaning. Is an it is this is what? A building not of God, of God, a house not made with hands that is eternal in the heavens. I can can prove to you, I want to prove to you about this spirit man that is the groaner. I can use many scriptures to prove it to you. The first one is Romans, chapter 8. Right? So we know not, not what to pray for as we ought. But what? The sweet maketh intercession for us. With what? Groaning, which cannot be uttered. The word groaning means what is not a place of articulation, because articulation is in the soul. So when you are groaning, it's talking about an the, the, the utterance from the spirit. You know, when you are, for example, praying in tongues, you're not praying from your soul. Yeah. Praying in tongues, when you are praying from your soul, you articulate it. Yes. You speak it in a language because it's, an, it's registered as an, under, an understanding in your mind. You release with your tongue. But when it's a groaning, means something that is not articulate. It, it And it comes from the Spirit. In that place, when Kenneth Hagin was teaching about that, the Spirit helped our infirmities because it made intercession for us. Right, with groaning. He said that groaning is, is the praying of your spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit. So he make intercession for us with groanings. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, when Peter, Paul was speaking about praying, he said, I will pray with the understanding and I will pray with the spirit. That prayer with the spirit is talking about his own and that's pretty small letter S. If I read in 1 Corinthians 14, that he will pray with his own spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? That groaning is talking about language. Yeah. In John chapter 11, yeah. when Jesus went to Bethany, yeah. when Lazarus, you saw, what, you saw what happened there. There was a time he prayed, articulate prayer, which was his own mind, just talking to his father. But at some point, he was groaning. John 11, have you, are you seeing it? What did you, can you see where he was groaning? Oh, I, just, I want to quickly round up right now um, to make this point. Thank you, Father. Mm. Verse what? 10, 11, okay, what did you say? Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself. Uh huh. Mm. Again groaning. Was that the only time? Was that a time before? 33, well. 33, what did you say? Yes. Which came with her. Yeah. He groaned in where? In his spirit, and was troubled. So that wasn't him talking in articulate speech. His spirit was groaning, talking about his spirit man. So when you say the word groaning, 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 with groaning, he makes intercession for us with groaning that cannot be uttered. Means it's not from the soul dimension of utterance. It is actually from the spirit. So when he says we who are in this tabernacle do groan, he's talking about the spirit man, who is, in, who is in this tabernacle? This tabernacle, which is earthly, the earthly house of this tabernacle, as long as you are in that house, the spirit will keep groaning. It will keep groaning. What is it groaning for? Verse 2. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring, this is the groaning of your spirit, man, to be clothed upon with our house, which is what? From heaven. So this house, which is from heaven, is a house not made with hands. From verse, that's verse 1 eternal were in the heavens that, for in that in for we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being bodied, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that what? Mortality will be what? Swallowed up of life. Praise God. So that mortality mortality. Mortality means death. The way mortality will be swallowed up of life is By the word, Receiving your new clothing. Receiving the clothing of the new man, which which will be renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And that renewing of knowledge, renewal will continue and continue and continue and continue until one day the soul will arrive in what Jesus called the kingdom of God. Yes, in the kingdom of where? Of God. Renewal is to take a soul up to that kingdom. Why? Because in that kingdom of God, something will happen there. In that kingdom of God, that's why we will begin to have access to the, the wine, of, the, of what you call the new wine. <laughs> Do you got, understand what I'm saying? Say new wine. New wine. The new wine is, what? is the is the wine of God. No, Jesus t- spoke about it. Both in the book of Matthew 26 yes. and the book of Mark chapter 14. Matthew 26, Mark 14. Just was saying, when that last time he drank with them, when he drank and supped with them, he said, I will drink no more of this fruit of the vine until I drink it new with you in what? My father's kingdom. That word, I will drink it new with you. It's not just doing Holy Communion. It's not just. uh, It's talking about when you arrive at newness. So up until then, we are not really qualified. We will not drink together because I have actually moved into a place. I'm going to wait for you to come to that state where we are qualified to receive this new wine in new bottles. So I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm in that kingdom waiting for you to arrive. That those who arrive at that kingdom are. Are new vessels yes. who are candidates to receive what? The what? The wine. The wine of God. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you have anybody's blessed today. Yes. I have a single question. Does that wine mean anything to you? Yes,
0: sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. You want that wine? Yes,
1: sir. The wine. Do you want the, the, the groaning of your soul to be satisfied? Yes. God will do it. Amen. God will do it. Amen. It's just, all it's just, they're just telling is commitment to newness. That's all heaven is trying to just get you on, to understand today. Just commit your heart. Like he said, powers of mercies, all the attitude of mercy that will give space for the ministry of new things. God wants to, your heart to be positioned to always be receiving news. You should be like a, an, a radio antenna that's constantly positioned and I'm positioning to get news is not fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer alone is not the position. We're talking about putting on mercy, a merciful heart, a merciful disposition, and then having an attitude that is looking for and hastening unto what? The coming of what? Of the Lord. Amen. You are looking for new heavens, looking for a new earth, wherein what? dwelleth righteousness. That you are giving in and and you are you are acting in line to fulfill the groaning of your own spirit that's looking to be clothed with what with a new habitation and when that, that that clothing happen it will be said of you that the tabernacle of god is with man what will happen he said he will wipe away every word tears from their eyes there will be no more death no more sorrow and praise the lord all of those things Amen. So shall it be unto you. The Lord will bring us into into newness. You'll begin to experience it. This will not just be just looking at scripture. It will be, it will translate into your life. And you'll begin to to be new. You'll begin to fall into disposition of a soul that can hear the news of God. The good tidings of God that can make your soul new. Just begin to bless the Lord. Begin to worship Him. (laughs) Anki makari o seha, orika pasasaturian kosi ata pohare oste sa. Ampra talakaya la paro noste prezzo. shandala katarama soteria loste. I prase te 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 Fransos sosupran takpa atarapas sosupran tu kuriel aboske, ripakari anta pranzus anda la para lavasute pran delebrato logorika lavasuke, ifaraba tanta lika kasusata balika papatori pasis eketu, resa sata kari tasus ketalan prante skesis engresko, resa ripata logre para oh worship you jesus thank you lord 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 jesus let's just take time and pray let's pray let's pray let's begin to pray for a renewal in the spirit of our minds there will begin to be a renewal in the spirit of our minds. Infanta, every passo, some para templos, gilipranta, paruga, liprenta giza, infa faram parola, ramosenta, librandelegate, casca, sazuke, decate, incandesugalinta, shotali pranda, luca, libra, santa libre, dose, ye papa, parabaria, babaharia, gilegaria, negate, gilege, mese, kete, 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 Ye khe khan taro ro zo zo de 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 geche de bringe re na ba ho de ge ge. Thank you, thank you Jesus, 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 thank you Jesus. Oh, we thank you Jesus. Santari take it. Re sa ta Re-senta-ro-senta, Engra Great gret so re meni geta en san 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 ta para pa pa ta Les fentanis faisaient taribazus à la bataille, les pansans à sa côte, Oh, we praise and shall man to repeat the creator has. Resca sans catalaca caque create. Recantes o verte para dar se preta para reporta para. Re so preta la ha. Oh, we thank you Jesus. 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 In Jesus name we pray. Oft oh, as your holy name, we thank you. Glory to you Father, thank you for blessing us today. Thank you Lord Jesus. Lord we receive your word with meekness. We ask that this word will help us, will be engrafted into our soul, that we should receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save our soul. This word we pray will wrought salvation. Thank you for as many of us who are crying, asking for help from heaven, to fall into this, the right attitude into the right mind, to come into renewal, even in the spirit of our mind, even in our attitude, Father, towards pursuing your things. Lord, I pray for help, Lord, help even to look not at the things which are seen, for Father, even unto the things that are unseen, for that which is seen is temporal, for that which is unseen, Father, is eternal. Help us, help us to find the eternal. To begin to find eternal thoughts, everlasting thoughts, even the thoughts of Christ. Father, I pray for every heart, oh God, Lord, we will receive news. We will continue to receive news, Father. Even tidings, 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 even from the place of our habitation, which is prepared in heaven. Oh, this groaning will be satisfied. That we will be clothed, oh God, upon. And I pray at the end, all oh, for each of us. And for every one of us, mortality will be swallowed up of life. Thank you, our God. We give all the glory to your holy name. We bless your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. you
0: between the cherubim, Shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.